Nau mai e te iwi ki tēnei terenga o Pūrākau Principles, ngā mihi o te tauhou. Happy New Year! I hope you've been keeping well and safe and as healthy as possible. I'm getting into my last couple of days of being sick. Uh, but feeling good and this kind of wānanga also brings me life so really looking forward to uh, the kōrero to come and there's quite a few topics or quite a few questions were sent through um, and I'll admit somewhere from previous months that I'd missed no reira aku whakapaha, my apologies for that um, but welcome to this July episode of Pūrāko Principles the monthly Q&A show of uh, one take <laughs> One take wonder, um, where you send your partai through and I do my best to answer them with the help of my assistant as well. Uh, but just before we get into our partai, um, I wanted to give a heads up where in a few episodes ago, or a few months ago, a question was sent through if I would produce any content in Te Reo Māori. Then, uh, which I will be, and so excited about that. I've got a bit of a list going, and just wanted you to know that uh, some of the content in Te Reo Māori will be uh, answering these partai or talking about topics that we cover in English as well, but some will be purely in Te Reo Māori also. Um, and that's because the English equivalent as I have it in my mind, just doesn't do justice to the topic because I haven't yet found the words to describe the things that are that come so easily and effortlessly and eloquently in Te Reo Māori. So perhaps uh, if you listen to it in Te Reo Māori and you know some kupu that do justice to the topic, um, then you can send them through and I can um, produce the English version. Kapai, so we'll do this um, collaboratively. <laughs> Here we. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Partai number one: Is it appropriation for non-Maori to use pepeha and use our maunga and our in these? And I think we've covered pepeha in a, like different ways, different angles <laughs> in previous episodes. Um, but my take on it, <laughs> oh, where can you buy? My take, if I disappear for a second, that's where I'm gone. Um, but my take on it is that we all connect somewhere. Kapai, and the level of connection also varies. <clears throat> and so for Maori and Indigenous peoples, our worldview, the entire way that we see and experience the world is based on whakapapa back to the natural environment, to the taiao, to the landmarks that we mentioned in our pepeha. And so when we say, whether in tauparapara, waiata, or saying ko tarawera te maunga, ko tarawera te moana, um, we're saying, I whakapapa, I descend from these particular places and spaces, but also we're saying, and I am accountable to them. I'm here to honour them or what I do uh, is to show my level of accountability to these places as well as the other people who also share this whakapapa to these landmarks. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying the handshake. <laughs> um, and so that's implied when we share our pepeha. And so 
if that's not your worldview, but you're using the same words, I think that's where the appropriation comes into play. However, easy fix for this and quite a beautiful one as well to show the level of connection is to just use different words. And so I did this with a friend of mine, He Pākehā, um, who I'm pretty sure grew up in Wellington, yeah, grew up in Wellington and now has uh, full circle, gone away, but comes back and lives there and works there as well. And we worked together on his pepeha to say things like, I'm going to use my maunga because I've forgotten the name of his one, uh, but it goes like this, uh, ko tarawera te maunga whakamaru maru iau i tōku whakatupuranga, tāku. Uh, which translates to mean a tarawera is the mountain that sh- provided the shade or um, the kind of kept us safe as I grew up. O tupu maio i ngā rekereke o tarawera maunga, I grew up at the feet of um, the mountain that is tarawera, of tarawera mountain. And you see just adding those particular words in there changes the level of connection or changes the your understanding and the picture you have of how this person connects to that place or to that space. And so I think using like pepeha is the vessel that we can show our connection to places, spaces and people, but we need to be particular. And I think this is uh, on Pākehā and Tawiwi, need to understand that those kupu or that, or this is again, Hana's take on it, you might have something different, which I'm keen to hear, um, to use particular kupu that show the type of connection you have, because it's typically not a Pākehā worldview to um, have this type of connection. Right, and I say typically there, emphasize that. Um, but that's my take on it is to change and add kupu to show the kind of connection you have to um, these different places um, that you live in, that you work in, that you spend a lot of time or that you frequent and that kind of thing. Kapai? So that's my take on it. Keen to hear yours as well. Hadamai! <laughs> Okay, into the next one. What understandings of whakapapa are intrinsic to social transformation, in your opinion? Just every understanding of whakapapa. Whakapapa is everything. Whakapapa is amazing. Whakapapa will set us free. (laughs) Will save the world. And I've even started a series of that on TikTok, how indigenous knowledge will save the world. But it's all whakapapa at the end of the day. Because I can't remember if it was last month or... (coughs) the month before, uh, where we shared the kōrero, that passage from Te Ahukaramu, Charles Royal, and I was talking about how Whakapapa describes how we are both interconnected and interconnecting at the same time, like it's this, uh, Whakapapa is alive and we enact it and we live it by being who we are and by continuing it as well. And so if we understand whakapapa, we understand how we connect to people, just like with the pepeha example, this is where I, when I share my pepeha and my maunga and my awa, the whenua, um, my iwi, I'm talking about who I descend from, but also who I'm accountable to. It's showing that reciprocal uh, relationship that's going on there. And so, yeah, just that understanding 
and I don't think understanding is enough because yeah, you can understand something but like not agree with it. So I think it's an understanding of it, but also a a buy-in to it, which I think the understanding will help with. But just demonstrations of it, examples of it, creating that environment that shows the positive consequences of um, understanding whakapapa. I think that's where the social transformation happens. Oh, that one got me really excited. <laughs> Into the next one. Um, any ideas of how to empower a young Māori wahine, especially in their education journey? This one comes back to environment as well. And that quote that we don't directly empower people, but we can create the environment where they empower themselves. So creating an environment for uh, young Māori wahine, for young Māori, for wahine for that matter, because there are stats that show the confidence levels of, of wahine um, drop significantly compared to their, compared to tāne through their adolescence or as they become rangatahi and taiohi and especially in those high school years, which um, we can do a lot to combat by never by creating those environments that empower them. Um, sorry, by creating those environments in which they can empower themselves. Kapai. Um, and that's just another add-on to this. Um, one of my whanaunga is at one of the kura from the person that said this through, and so was um, asking how they could um, help them out. So yeah, just creating that environment, bringing people into that, um, who aren't just like inspirational or like a role model, like we don't want to put people up on these pedestals, um, but we want to provide just options of um, pathways and saying, like, oh, this person um, has done this one, they're like me in these ways, like that representation um, showing that people do it, showing people doing different things, but real people as well who are vulnerable enough or I think comfortable enough in their uh, in themselves to share the challenges, the times that they failed, the the times that were hard, where um, they thought it was going to work out but it didn't, and when they had to reassess things and try. Like I reflect back on when I was um, younger, <laughs> and what kind of corridor would have been helpful, and it was just knowing that I wasn't alone. And it's easy to say, oh, you're not alone, but you'd never heard any examples. Like, I don't remember anyone being vulnerable with me and saying, yeah, when I was 15 or 16, I was da 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 or this is what I tried. Or, you know, at school, I thought I had to like achieve all the things to be worthy of attention or love and that. And so someone sharing that kind of cordial on just being real with me and reaffirming to me that I'm worthy regardless of if I get the grades or not, yeah, that would have been really helpful in education and in life, I think. And definitely with relationships, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, how do you revive whakapapa that has been diluted and muted for so long? Now, I don't really think I understand this partai because I don't think you can dilute whakapapa. But the muted part is in... How can you revive whakapapa that it's been unknown or that you've forgotten that hasn't been passed down? That's how I'm choosing to interpret the question, but I'll follow up and make sure that I'm um, answering that correctly. 
Um, oh, that's a tricky one. My main source <laughs> is Google, and then finding Puka Puka or like the JPS Journal of the Polynesian Society. Like I search a lot of Whakapapa up there. There are people that I ask, but again, privileged to have access to those people. <laughs> so your journey of the Polynesian Society is one. Um, looking up uh, puka puka. Um, asking people. Most marae and iwi have a uh, Facebook page. But there's also a page, Finding Whakapapa, on Instagram that goes through a a step-by-step process and how to find your whakapapa. So I'll tag them in the description as well, but they're a really good resource to look into. And we've just got a couple more pātai. Uh, what do your whānau do to honour matariki? And so for me, over the last couple of years, I like I reflect all the time, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, but these are kind of like my... I don't know, I just reflect a bit further back or a bit deeper as well during this time because naturally here in Aotearoa it's colder. It's a time where you're not move, not as active or not as like, I don't know, I'm more not immobilised but I'm more at home typically during this time. And so I have more time to reflect on the year that's gone, uh, the mate that we've had in our whānau or around the country, around the world, um, looking forward to the future. I remember growing up that we used to have uh, big whakangahau, big hakari, and we'd, uh, our kura would do a whakari or a, a play uh, for Matariki, sharing a different story. And we'd just be in more intentional with our time that we shared together. That's one of the things. And I'm always trying to make observations of Matariki and if I can spot the constellation and try to see what the stars are getting up to. But um, but yeah, that's what we get up to. And keep it in front of mind as well. But it was really cool seeing the footage from the karakia that they had uh, at Te Papa. And just made me, like I'm always proud to be Māori, but seeing Māori excellence and knowing that wider Aotearoa saw that as well, because not very often you see the positive news stories, uh, let alone um, the very best at what they do, or some of the very best at what they do, in their beautiful kākahu sharing karakia for um, this time that's so significant to Māori, including uh, puanga as well. It was just really heartwarming to see, like, you know, the effects of the different movements for te reo Māori, for te ao Māori coming to fruition. Like, these are some of the seeds, um, the fruits of it, which is so cool, I thought. However, like, there's follow-up questions to that. Um, with Matariki being officially honoured by NZ this year, what do you make of the Crown and government's role in instituting nationally mandated yeah. events based in Te Aumarama, is this a concern or not? I think with anything, like, you can't be so naive about it to think that there are no, or to have no concerns, or that, or think there are no risks to it, like, um, 
companies trying to monetize mana, matariki. You know, manariki hikama. <laughs> you know, trying to make a profit of it. Or um, you probably get events organizers and promoters trying to make matariki uh, festivals in terms of like getting on the piss or getting wasted like people do um, December, January, New Year's. You know, so the, those are some concerns or that people are just going to bastardize it like other uh, and commercialize it like other kaupapa or like other public holidays. That, like that's a concern. Um, there's a concern that uh, people will, uh, what's the word, will weaponize it, of course. Um, but there are ways that we can put things in place to mitigate that or minimize the impact that that has. Um, and I think it just shows, you know, or the, the kaupapa, the events, show people's willingness to embrace it and to share that time with us. Because let's not forget that Matariki has been celebrated and we've had hotapu, or some places have had hotapu for many years and many generations um, and this is no new thing it's just new that it's been made a public holiday um, so I think that needs to be honoured as well and celebrated um, yeah I don't know about yeah instituting national mandated events similar to Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori like it used to be Māori Language Day and then we got a week, and then it's kind of morphed into Mahuru Māori, like the whole month, but not really. Like, I think we're coming up to 50 years of the petition for Te Reo Māori to become an official language this year, I'm pretty sure. And so, I don't know, like, there are things around, and I don't know if the government's done anything for mandated events um, for Te wiki o te reo Māori, let alone te rā o te reo Māori, Māori Language Day. So, yeah, I'm not too sure about that, but just the encouraging, bringing awareness to kaupapa Māori or to aspects of te ao Māori, I think, is their role. I don't think it's their role to put those in place for people, but definitely provide the funding for Māori and for iwi and hapū to do their own kaupapa for sure. Definitely, and other resource as well. <laughs> and here's our last part type. What are your thoughts about the way forward towards self-governance for Māori? What considerations do you think should be made regarding this? That's a good one. Um, self-governance, I think, is very... I think it's possible, you know, like especially now that we've got the Māori Health Authority, it's more like, yeah, why not? Sure, we need to build capacity, and I think that should be the focus for hapū and iwi and individuals as well, is building capacity so that we are actually able to uh, put some meat around the bones, for want of a better word. Apologies to any vegetarians and vegans listening in. Um, but to really help make that vision a reality, it's like we need to build cap capacity and build capability. Like we're wanting, I don't know if it's been made uh, like law 
that te reo Māori be taught in all schools, but we don't have enough real teachers for one. And so we need to build capacity in those areas and show the value of those things as well. And um, I think I'm going a little bit off track because of how many part-time we've had. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I'm going to keep thinking of that one and I'm going to add it to the list for August as well. Um, but I hope you enjoyed these pathways. If there are any more, please send them through. Also an update. I'm going to put a hold on the program. It was supposed to be starting next week. And I've sent apologies out uh, to people who registered already uh, for the Reconnect to Self program. But yeah, just being a mama and doing the workload that I currently have is teaching me so much about myself. <laughs> and so much about time as well. <laughs> I'll keep you updated and I think we might even change how that all looks anyway but more on that coming up soon um, and hope you keep well Etiwi. do what you can to keep warm to keep dry and safe and as well as possible and hope you enjoy these first few uh, weeks of the new year as well Ngā mihi mai o hakia koutou Etiwi hei kona <laughs>